you have it written as epitome. That, that's how epitome is. That's epitome. Oh, is it? I'm an idiot. You see, I'm going to lose the, I'm going to lose the, <laughs> the, the freaking game. All right. Oh Three, two, don't put that in the podcast. Hello. It is Monday, April 27th start of week seven of social distancing. If you don't have your own room to go to in order to get away from everyone else in your house, I hope that at the very least for a few hours each week, you can pop in your headphones and join the real bros of Holly Springs for some fun. I'm Brandon Rhodes, joined by Joey Will, who thankfully does not have a case of the Mondays today. I really don't. I uh, I didn't want to laugh too hard to, to start off the podcast. I'm trying to save my laughter for, for later uh, with our special guest, but um, you know, I'm having a great, great start to the morning. Uh, I've been up since 6.30, and I'm sure you haven't been up since 9.30, uh, but great start to the morning, great start to the week, and I'm excited to uh, start off this week with our, our first podcast um, of the week. So let's do this thing. I was up before 8.30 so I could send out an email to my kids with a weekly update to my students before class starts at 8.30. Uh, you know, Sunday nights are super busy for me. I have to write stuff for this. And I also do all my stuff for school for the week Sunday night. Could I do it like Saturday, Friday, you know, any other time before Sunday night after midnight? Probably. But I don't think my teaching would be as effective. My PowerPoint video wouldn't be as effective if it wasn't taped at one o'clock in the morning. So I actually I actually had to go, um, you know, based off the participation numbers that we had last week. I was like, I'm not going to sit here and do live Google Meet meetings and try to get students on because I was trying to get on at like 8.30 in the morning and it was a complete failure. Nobody's waking up that early. No student is for the most part. So I actually recorded some some quick recap videos of like what we learned or what the students should have learned, you know, in the, the prior class and kind of went over some uh, directions for assignments. So I actually did that this morning. That's kind of the reason why I was up so early. But hopefully... Uh, uh, we don't get too tired during the podcast and we're able to make it through uh, this recording. So let's have some fun. Yeah. Uh, as always, you can hit us up on Instagram or Twitter at marketing underscore HSHS with mailbag questions, dating questions. So looking for some more dating advice questions for our next segment of that. Uh, or just really, it's also a great place to see all our bonus content. Like earlier this week when we sent out, you know, the, the Doggett podcast highlights. You can also reach us via email, broads4 and jwill, both at wcpss.net. And you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Uh, again, make sure five-star reviews only on Apple Podcasts. Help us get to the top of the charts. We are still, as of right now, the number one podcast started by Holly Springs Teachers during the last month. So please help us keep it there. And make sure that you don't promote this to other teachers to start their own podcast. We want to make sure we stay on top of that list. So for, for now, all you other Holly Springs teachers, you better stay away from the podcast game until the, uh, the end of summer. This is our corner. I've been watching The Wire, so I've learned a lot about what it takes to defend your corner. So fair warning. <laughs> we, should, uh, we should definitely do a, a segment of how we're going to uh, protect, protect our house for sure. I think, we, I think I try to sabotage other podcasts by going on them and just being purposely bad, just as bland and boring as possible. They definitely will bring us on a special guest and we'll just ruin it for them. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, so today is actually our 10th episode. Uh, for my incredibly brief amount of podcast-related research, based on our number of downloads and episodes, we're in the top 50% of podcasts that exist. So that's, that's a positive. 
this has become literally the only day, way that I know what day of the week it is because we tape on Mondays and Thursdays. Uh, so thanks to those of you who it's become a regular part of your week as well. So what we decided to do in honor of our 10th episode is do a quick podcast top 10, kind of 10 of our favorite things that have happened so far in the podcast. So I'll, I'll start us off. Uh, our first one for me is just our, our first episode. Uh, it was so much fun getting a shout out in the staff meeting afterwards, having uh, Mr. Morrison tweet out his thoughts about our sandwich draft. That's when we really knew we made it and our stupidity was being encouraged instead of just tolerated. Uh, and also all the students that reached out afterwards, that, that was very cool. Going, going into doing the podcast, I, I don't think we would have thought that we would have gotten so much interaction on the first podcast and so much feedback. Uh, but seeing everybody really embrace the idea of the podcast, it being kind of a semi-serious uh, way of interacting with each other um, is, has been really cool. Plus, we've like actually learned from that, that feedback. And hopefully, you know, this episode of the podcast is way better if you've been listening consistently than the first episode. So that's, that's been my biggest thing to go off that first uh, point is just the growth that we've had from that first episode to now, because it's been a, it's been a blast. Uh, but the, the second uh, top 10 bullet point for me um, is the rap battle. I think, you know, we do a lot of prep work for the podcast um, beforehand to make sure everything runs smoothly but that was like the one moment where I spent so much time to prepare for 30, 45 second, seconds of a segment. And, you know, it went by a lot better than expected. Your, your rap was great. My rap, I thought, was, was pretty good. And Poppy, you know, coming on as an administrator and kind of embracing the, the rap, you know, that, that was really cool uh, for me. Yeah, that was definitely a lot of fun. Uh, I enjoyed preparing for it, and that segment was much less of a disaster than I was expecting. Uh, number three was the dating advice. Uh, I don't think I've ever laughed so hard when preparing for a show as when I was like looking at these dating advice questions. Uh, I just enjoyed that a lot. And also just the idea of me giving dating advice to anyone is just absolutely hilarious to me. So I really enjoyed that. I really hope that people look, like the, the listeners realize that those two questions weren't real and whoa whoa of, whoa they're they're in their hearts that's all that matters yeah 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 well you know we we kind of we kind of gave the uh, the segment some some juice some life by coming up with some questions so hopefully people actually you know send us stuff and and respond and and try to help us create better content with that segment but you know in all actuality man like that was just the amount of jokes that you were able to provide in that segment and the the collaboration of answers between us two and Alec was definitely was definitely interesting and it was a fun segment to do for sure. Uh, the fourth uh, bullet point that we came up with uh, was the the podcast with McConnell. Um, I, I know we mentioned it on that specific podcast, but I don't really look at us as the Bros of Holly Springs without McConnell because you know we're part of that at twenty seven hundred hallway, um, you know curriculum or collaboration of, of classrooms uh, and the three of us get along really well we've been at the school um, you know me and you started at the same time and McConnell's been there ever since so we've, we've established kind of that three amigo friendship and you know it wouldn't be possible to, to not have a podcast without him so I really enjoyed that entire uh, podcast that we did 
Yeah, uh, including McConnell's fun. I, I didn't think he'd really have time for a full podcast because he has, you know, a child and more of a life than either of us do. Uh, but it was definitely fun having him on. For us. <laughs> hey, we, we have we have a life. It's just he has uh, some more commitments. That's I, that's a good word. That's a good way of saying it. Um, I think next one for me would be the guest the artist trivia. I think that was like I just if I'm thinking about the the most well done game we've done. Uh, guest musical artist. I thought that was just like a great that was just a great game from top to bottom. That was I just enjoyed that a lot. Considering the different types of games that we've been doing and how we're trying to make sure that they are games that the listeners can participate in and, and enjoy as much as we're enjoying them live, I definitely agree that that was probably our best game that we were able to implement from start to finish without any issues. Hopefully today's game goes really well and maybe that we can add that to the list, but I definitely think it's the best game that we've done. Uh, the the next um, part that I've enjoyed about the podcast was really when we did um, the first, you know, podcast with guests and we brought on, you know, Sunshine and Wes. Um, you know, I obviously have a soft spot for me because they were captains of the soccer team. But, you know, having them on really allowed us to kind of take our podcast and open it up to a lot more listeners, a lot more uh, potential followers just because I think the best content that we have is when we're interacting with other people. I know we have great voices and we have great personalities and, you know, hopefully students and teachers both enjoy uh, listening to us, but it always helps to have a different voice. And, you know, having those two guys as our, our first uh, interview guest was, was really special. Yeah. Uh, and, and I don't think it's a coincidence that the working at our podcast analytics, the parts that our guests are the most listened to parts of the episode. Uh, and that's really been one of the most fun parts for me too. It's just like, you know, every Monday when we have our student guests getting to interact with some students, which is, you know, the part of teaching I miss the most, that, that's been a lot of fun. Uh, next one is preparing for the top musical artists in the 2000s draft. Uh, I spent hours preparing for that draft, which I lost. Uh, but I really enjoyed like just li listening to a lot of music I loved and I've listened to a lot more young Jeezy since then, which, you know, it's just, it's just a huge win for me. So that's anytime you get more Jeezy in your life, like things are going all right for you. To, to follow that up, the, the great thing about that draft was, you know, Jeezy is not a pop artist. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, not really. But I, I feel like that was, you know, a good part for us too, because we started kind of clarifying and, and kind of doing a little bit more prep work for, you know, future segments, because we wanted to make sure that we were on the same page with what we were going to talk about. So it was a great draft. It was, it was a fun draft. Uh, and it, it definitely, we bet we've benefited from it uh, since. Um, the next top 10 list uh, part for me, one of the, the favorite segments that I enjoy doing is our, our Thursday cooking corner segments. Um, I know we have a lot of time on our hands to, to kind of develop different skills and, and do different things. And I know we're both doing, you know, some cooking, a lot more cooking than we normally would be doing. Uh, but the recipes are fun. They're simple. They're enjoyable. And I hope that, you know, our listeners are enjoying those, those different recipes as much as we are. Yeah, you know, for the first cooking corner segment, I literally just said, get a giant Tupperware, put whatever you want to in there. That's me teaching America <laughs> to cook. So. Yeah. yeah, I know, uh, I know, like, uh, Coach Capel, um, you know, I know she, she took a new job and, and left the school, but she's doing like a cooking blog now. And she's coming out with with recipes. So I feel like there's direct competition to our cooking corner. And, you know, we might have to do something about that. 
another corner for us to defend in addition to our podcast yeah, corner. Exactly, exactly. All right, ninth highlight we have is Doggett doing the movie game. I don't know what he watches in his free time, but apparently it was not movies that have been made between 1950 and 2020. So, yeah. He's been, he's been too busy prepping for his future gardening uh, work his entire life. Uh, to you know, have the time to be able to watch any functional movie or really anything. I, I really don't know how an individual can can go through and not know any of the movies or actors or actresses we talked about. But he definitely surprised me with his last lack of knowledge. And the last uh, part that we we definitely enjoyed the most, you know, with our our previous nine episodes, was just having Alec on. I, I think both of us could agree that she was definitely the most engaging uh, guest that we had, but she also kind of made it the most fun. Uh, There was a lot of banter, especially between me and her uh, going back and forth. And that's just kind of our relationship that we had as a a teacher and student uh, during the actual school year. Um, And I really appreciated having her on because it it made me feel connected to like what we've been missing uh, during this, this quarantine. Yeah, I agree. Like I said, like it's great having guests, and I, I do think that Alec was, as of right now, the, the gold standard for our guests. Uh, she was great. Uh, and one thing I can promise you guys when we get to episode number 100, we will not do a list of our top 100 podcast memories, so don't worry about that. Uh, we're going to maybe keep it a 10 for that also. Rhodes was gone this weekend, uh, and we couldn't do as much prep work as we wanted to for the podcast, so we kind of thought of this on the spot, so don't worry. We're not going to do this every 10 episodes. No worries. Yeah, even though it's our 10th episode, we actually are celebrating a first right now. And that first is that I won a draft. Uh, all it took was us picking a topic that our listeners didn't care at all about. Uh, we got about half the number of votes as usual. But I guess for the diehards, like, real recognize real. Uh, I got it done. My musical squad, squad won 58% to 42%. So, yeah, we were wrong. I can win a draft. I, I'm flabbergasted. Uh, that's like the only word that I can think of right now. But as you as you just explained it, I think it had a lot to do with the fact that I don't think any of the listeners of our podcast, especially of their students, really know any musicals because they're probably Netflixing, Netflixing and uh, Hulu, Huluing and Amazon Priming all their shows. Uh, and I really don't think they have any clue about musicals and Broadway productions. But it still was a really fun draft for us to do. I love musicals. I know you do. Um, maybe today's draft, you have a, another opportunity to maybe start a win streak. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, maybe it'll be another chip off the old block for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, again, I, I asked on Instagram if there were any big musicals we missed and was told uh, we got Yellow Submarine. I think it's an animated Beatles uh, trip from the late 1960s. Uh, I think that's, that's, that's a classic. I think I've seen parts of it before. I'm not super familiar with it, but I know that's supposed to be very good. I think that I actually might add that to my list of things to watch this week. When you, uh, when you had that posted on our, our uh, episode script, <laughs> I thought it was just the Yellow Submarine song. I was like, did somebody really put out a Broadway production that was just this song that the, the Beatles put out? But now that you've clarified, I might have to go watch that. One of the things that, you know, I know we're both, we've talked a lot about with the, the core team and everything is just kind of how school is going to function the rest of the year. But we were, we were very hopeful about 
both being, you know, spring sport coaches, we were hopeful that spring sports might be able to come back. And, you know, the, the recent announcement by uh, Governor Cooper saying that schools are going to be closed for the rest of the school year, which, you know, ended the possibility of athletics in the spring. Um, I know that's something that definitely, you know, hit me hard and, and I'm sure it, it's hit you. So, you know, what has that news done for you? So to me, this is just, it's just a bummer on a personal level. Like I, I like being in school and the thought of having to go five and a half months of not being in school, it's just, it's just a bummer. Uh, but especially like, you know, I, I feel for the seniors, like the, the last month of school, like May, I think Mr. Morrison said this a few times in emails, like there's just a different energy in the school the last month and having taught seniors so often, it's just, it's just a fun time in school. And I just, I, I feel bad that the seniors don't get to experience that. Uh, and it's, I think that's just, that's tough. You know, on an athletic level, uh, I just feel really bad for our team. You know, our guys worked really hard. Uh, you know, Blake, especially, who we're going to have on later in the show. Uh, senior, he's worked so hard and kind of – this is kind of his big year to be the leader of the team. I think it was going to be a great season for us. Uh, and it's – I just – I feel like he was robbed robbed of that kind of great experience. And that's something that just hurts me a lot more than anything. But I know one of the big things that you always tell teams is that the things you can control are your effort and your attitude. You can't control things like once a century pandemics. Uh, adversity is a part of sports, and it's just kind of something that you have to try to get past. It's another reason just to give it all every day and, you know, just really enjoy the time you have with your teammates and the time you have, like, playing a sport that you love. I definitely like the, like the, the last month, like you said, um, the, the energy around – you know, everybody coming closer to that, that final day of graduating and walking across the stage. But because I don't teach a lot of seniors, I don't get that relationship or as close of a relationship um, with those students. And I, I only teach one upper level class and I don't really have as much of a relationship with as many graduating seniors. Uh, but the, the relationship that I do have with a lot of the seniors are the kids that I coach. And I think the, the biggest thing for me is you have these kids that have developed and worked so hard to become better people, better student athletes um, over the course of a, you know, four-year career, three-year career on varsity. And to, to put that amount of work in that I know a lot of the spring sports have, uh, have put in, to not be rewarded for that definitely is heartbreaking. Um, and I definitely feel for all the seniors. This is something that has never happened before. Like you said, it's a once in a century. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, the perspective has to be like, what can we learn from this? All the things that those kids did to get to the point where they could compete at a high level. Those are things, work ethic, dedication, like all those things are, are skill sets that they can carry on to whatever they do in college or, you know, in a future job. So I hope even though this sucks and this is a, is a terrible time for all our seniors and our athletes, understand that you can still take this in a positive way, learn from it, uh, control what you can control, move forward, and hopefully uh, this quarantine has given you a different perspective on life. Yeah, I think the, the, the big words that you said that really resonate with me is just, this sucks. Uh, and I use those words when I emailed the seniors in my class this morning. Uh, it does. And you're allowed to think that it sucks and you're allowed to be angry and upset about it, even though there's like other bad stuff going on. Obviously, we know that the health of everyone in the country is the most important, but you're allowed to be upset that something that you were looking forward to or excited about isn't, isn't happening. And I think that's like a, a healthy thing to, to grieve for a little while. Now that you've heard our thoughts on the latest school news, we thought it'd be great to hear from two seniors who excel in their respective spring sports, uh, as well as excel as students coming up next. Flashback to the spring of 2005. 
you're graduating high school and getting your college email address. The best part about this was that you'd get to join Facebook. My God, was Facebook cool. Awesome groups, fun status updates, birthday messages, and of course, the Facebook stalking. A classic pastime of any college kid. And now, sure, Facebook still has photos, but it's also the home of the political opinion of that person you met at a bar in 2008, and conspiracy theories from that relative you're okay just seeing once a year. Most importantly, if you want to get incorrect information on what to do amidst the current public health crisis, incorrect information about politicians, or really incorrect information about anything, Facebook is the go-to news source for everyone over the age of 60. Man, 15 years really changes a lot. In 2005, I wasn't cool at all, and Facebook was. And now, Facebook is probably one of the worst companies in the world, and I'm still pretty uncool. This ad was paid for by the Winklevoss twins, who have hated Mark Zuckerberg since way before it was cool. Today, we are excited to be joined by two seniors who are the epitome of student-athletes, with a combined GPA approaching 27. First, Sam Kalisigam. Over the five seasons with a completed varsity season across soccer and baseball, he won five SWAC championships and reached the East Regional Final three times. He was a two-year varsity starter and a first-team all-conference selection his senior year in soccer and was a four-year starter for the baseball team, twice earning first-team all-conference. Welcome, Sam. Uh, hey, guys. How's it going? Good. Thanks for coming on this morning. Yeah, we appreciate it, buddy. I'm glad to be here. It breaks up the, uh, the monotony of daily life, so, you know. Pretty, pretty sweet. It's good. Um, so today we're also excited to be joined by one of my tennis players, Blake Morris. In addition to running cross country, he's been a varsity contributor all four years for tennis. He's got the fourth most wins in school history with 53. He's a two-time regional qualifier. And last year, he and his doubles partner became the first state qualifiers in program history. Welcome, Blake. Thanks for having me. Huge fan of the, uh, the real Bruce of Holly Springs. So happy to be on, be on the podcast. That's great. Appreciate the love. Um, again, I, like I've said to all the people who said that before coming on, like hopefully you remain a fan after you have to spend an hour with us here today. So we'll see. <laughs> I hope so. I bet so I will. If they're spending an hour with us, it means they're having a good time. So make we'll make sure to make it an hour. Um, but you guys are used to carrying a pretty full load, uh, both academically and athletically. What are you two doing to keep yourselves busy during this time? Uh, I mean, I'm. I'm trying to continue to almost have a normal like day. So school in the morning, although it's obviously not six, seven hours, it's usually like two to three um, of just doing work and, and studying and stuff. And then um, in the afternoon, I usually do something baseball related and then work out. So just trying to keep a I feel normal, I guess. So it feels like a normal day. Um, that's about it. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm just trying to keep a normal schedule, try to wake up earlier than nine o'clock. Hopefully it was a good day. Uh, just do a little bit of work, AP exam prep, stuff like that. Um, I have some online classes that I do as well. So I just keep up with that. And then uh, I'm just trying to stay in shape, go on a run in the neighborhood, something like that, just to stay in shape. And this is a follow up to what you said, Sam. I know you're committed to play baseball at Air Force. Do they, are they giving you something specific? to do now that like high school athletics have been officially canceled like have they given you workouts to to go through and do or are you just doing your own thing um so for baseball no but the actual like for like the air force academy they they give us like a running program um that they recommend um and so it's basically just it's eight minute miles 
uh, and you try to build up to five miles. So you try to get to a 40 minute, five mile time. And so I've been trying to do that and that's running, man. I hate it. <laughs> I, I despise running. So how close are you right now to getting there? Um, so right now I can do, I can do three miles at about an eight, 10 pace. So I got to tack on two more miles. So we're, I mean, we're getting there, but I mean, I respect, if you can run long distance, I respect it because that is, it's not, it's not fun. It's not easy. I mean, I don't know if you guys have seen breaking two on, I think it's on Disney plus. That is one of the, that's a great documentary. So highly recommend. It's going to be even tougher once you get up in that altitude also. So just, just, just a heads up on that. Yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be a, going to be a joy. <laughs> uh, so I know you've both taken like advanced AP classes, like you've taken online before. And I think you're taking some now also. Like, how do you guys feel in general about like online classes as opposed to taking classes in person? Uh, I don't think it's, I mean, obviously I, I feel like in-person learning is always the best because you're hands-on, you got, you have teachers that can help you learn the material. Um, I think learning in general is all about self-motivation. So I think the people that who want to learn the material are going to learn it no matter what form of communication there is. So if it's online, people who are motivated are going to do the work. So uh, I don't see any difference in that regard, but it, as far as like exams go for APs, uh, that'll be a change to, to endure. So, that'll be curious i'll be curious to see how that goes but yeah i completely agree with that like online online's tough because there's no one really holding you accountable um which makes it you don't have as much motivation i guess um and so but yeah i mean exactly like you said the kids who want to learn the stuff and get good grades are going to do the work and i mean it's the same with ap exams like the kids that want to do good on ap exams are going to study and prepare so being honest, since it's like optional now for you guys, how much work are you doing for your, you know, for your classes you're taking this spring semester? Uh, I would say <laughs> a little bit. I'm not, I'm not going overboard. Maybe, <laughs> maybe just a little bit for like AP exam prep. I'm not really doing like daily work for uh, any of my classes. Most of my classes are AP, so uh, just prepping for the exams are basically what I'm just focused on right now. Yeah, it's the same with me. I've been I've been studying, but like for AP Psych, uh, Miss Anderson's class, it's like she basically just sends us a PowerPoint each week, um, and then like uh, like a a couple of pages of like a packet to do. Um, AP Lit, I I don't like that class. So I haven't done anything but read. Uh, I've, I I can't stand it. Do it. And then, yeah, anatomy, I've been, I've been learning this stuff, but that's out of just pure curiosity of mine. Like, I think the muscles and stuff, I feel like that stuff's interesting. So I've been learning that stuff out of curiosity, but other than that, not much. So you'd say the, the muscle you're exercising the most is your brain? Um, yeah, and maybe my eyes. I watch a lot of TV and stuff. Okay, that's, that's important. <laughs> When when are the uh, when are the AP exams? Are they like on the normal schedule, or have they been kind of pushed back because of everything going on? I think they're on a similar schedule. They maybe have been pushed back a couple of days, but I think most of them are like in the afternoon now, just to allow people to wake up, uh, people on the west west coast to take another reasonable hour instead of like six in the morning. So like yeah. I think we're at like one or two in the afternoon Eastern time. Yeah. 
yeah so they're like they're all they're still in may um and they just change the time and then they change how long they are so as we talked about earlier in the show uh schools will be closed for the remainder of the year um and that pretty much canceled athletics in the spring as well um we definitely feel bad for all the seniors that have lost their not just the school year in general but also uh the athletes that have lost their senior um athletic season so how are you guys like handling the official cancellation of school and the official end of your final uh, athletic season at, in high school? It was tough. I mean, I've never seen besides like besides playoff losses, I guess I've never seen so many seniors break down. So like at our it was I think it was March 13th or 14th, whatever the last day was. Um, the day before that, that Thursday, we were told that we couldn't play out of conference games or like out of county games. Um, and so we just had practice that day. And then at about three ish or like two fifty, they came out with the announcement that as of the next day, which was that Friday, we wouldn't be able, like allowed to play until April. Um, and so coach Weitzel got like all the, basically got the team together and the JV team and basically told us, and then I've never seen like, seniors like break down like that if that makes sense so it was it was tough but you know it's it's life so you kind of just move on and you know it sucks but it is what it is yeah our last tennis match was uh i think it was the thursday before sports were uh, closed officially and it was kind of there was kind of an attitude a somber attitude that we knew it was probably going to be a while until we played uh, my dad even came to the the match because he he had a feeling that it was going to be the one of the last matches I'd ever play in high school, so that kind of uh, led me to realize that this was a serious issue. Um, and it's a shame because our team was really really doing well. We were like four and one already in the season, and I keep telling coach this: we were supposed to play Apex Friendship, who was our rivals, on Monday, and we were going to beat them. We were going to beat them, so that would have made us a playoff team. So it's a shame that we lost out on that opportunity. But, uh, again, I just feel like it was inevitable that based on the events in the past couple of weeks, it was, it was just going to happen. So I was prepared in that, in that regard. Not to provide any bulletin board material to all the Apex Friendship tennis players that listen to this podcast, but I agree with Blake. We had them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, I remember, I remember you came into my room and you're like, dude, we're going to beat this team. We need a graphic. And I had like this awesome graphic, Blake, you were in it. You were, I don't, I don't remember what your pose was, but I had like you going in and out of text and everything. And I showed Rhodes and he's like, this is sick. And I was like, dang it. Games are canceled. I can't post it. So we might have to just post it on Twitter just so you can see it. But it was definitely going to be one of the better graphics of the, uh, the tennis season for sure. Yeah. The, the previous week we had like a whole photo shoot going in the green room. I was, I was looking forward to all those, uh, it was good graphics. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, Sam. Baseball was um, behind schedule on the photo shoot, so you guys were pretty much not going to get any graphics, but it's okay. It happens. It happens. <laughs> if you want to, you can just do, like, a photo shoot of yourself and just kind of, like, send those to Will, <laughs> and he might just do something with those. So, but just don't, make- don't send me self-taking photos ever, no. please. Take as many pictures of yourself as you can and just send them to Coach Will, like, one a day maybe, <laughs> just so I can see your face. I had, I had a, my mom, so like the first day of all my learning, she, uh, she like texted me the night before and she's like, I hope, you know, I expect a, a first day photo. So I, I took a picture of laying in bed. It was like, I had like my backpack on, like laying in bed. 
So, you know, that's not going to end when you grow up. Like my mom makes me send her a, a first day of picture school, like every year when I'm teaching also, just like me with my backpack in my classroom, like giving a thumbs up and stuff. And I have to send that to her every year still. What? That's precious. That's, that's a real thing. Oh my gosh. That's cute. Wow. That's cute, dude. I don't, I don't think my mom loves me that much because she's never asked me for a photo like that. Your mom sees you a little more often. My mom's a couple thousand miles away, so she needs, that, she needs all she needs. That needs. is true. That is true. So, Sam, I know we already mentioned earlier you're going to go play baseball at Air Force next year. Uh, that's, like a, that's a bigger commitment than just deciding to go play sports at a college. How did you decide to end up going to the Air Force Academy? Oh, wow. I mean, I just – so, actually, um, I think it was – I believe it was, I went on my first visit, uh, the fall of, I think the fall of my sophomore year. And I mean, it was just, it was kind of breathtaking in a sense. Um, you get, you get there and there's a little like security checkpoint before you're on campus. And then you like, you're basically just driving up and you just see the mountains in the background. Um, and then you basically drive up to the school. Um, and I mean, it's just, it's, it's beautiful. And so, you know, touring it was, was cool. Um, getting to see what these, like, these students got to do was, was pretty sweet. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was just, it was honestly just the opportunity of it. I thought it was an opportunity that I couldn't, I couldn't waste. Um, and I'm blessed to have been able to get that opportunity. And so, yeah, it was basically just the, I was just thinking about all the cool things I'll, I'll get to do there. Um, and that's kind of what helped me make the decision. Uh, enough serious talk so far. We, we talked about, you know, depressing school ending stuff enough. Uh, you both played two sports throughout high school. Let's say if there was a third sport that you like would have wanted to try out, or you think it might've been fun to play, like what would that other sport have been that you didn't get a chance to play during high school? Um, I've always played soccer since I was like in elementary school. I kind of like fell off in middle school because I wanted to focus on a uh, tennis and a little bit of running. I kind of do that to prep for my tennis, but uh, I was a pretty good, I, I like to think I was a pretty good soccer player back in the day. Um, I, I played with some of the guys on the team, or at least I think it was, I played with mo more of the Fuquay kids went, uh, on my travel team in elementary school, but so yeah, that would be the sport I do. Me and Sam definitely appreciate the support, Blake, for sure. Do you yeah. think you would have been a missing piece for the team this year? If you played soccer, uh, I'm, a, I'm a left-footed player, so I mean, I can come off the the left side and curl the ball in uh, into the box. I mean, I got a I got a left foot. There you go. Well, you missed out. Uh, yeah, that's uh, you're rubbing salt and some some wounds still. I appreciate it, mm. Rhodes. What, what about you, Sam? Ooh, so I I always wanted to play football, um, but you know what it does to your brain. My my mom would never let me. Um, but I would I would have loved to play football, and if not that, more realistically, I would have loved to play basketball if I was good enough. Um, being a hooper is just like that'd just be sweet. Like the some of the atmosphere of some of those games was, and like you're the fans are like basically right on the court. Um, it's just I don't know. I would, I would love to be good at basketball if only. Unfortunately, you have a you know different type of athleticism, which is still done okay for you. So it seems like you're doing all right. All conference and two sports isn't like the worst thing in the world. So now we're going to kind of move to our mailbag questions. Um, and this is, these are just different questions that people send in from us. So thank goodness the USPS hasn't been defunded yet. So we can still get all of the letters for the Mary Greer mailbag. Uh, today we have a pair of questions from 2019 graduate Caitlin Morton, uh, who sent these to us at 2 a.m. And I just want to give a shout out to Caitlin. I don't know why she's up 
that late or why she thinks of our podcast at 2 a.m., but we appreciate uh, the questions, Caitlin. So the first, question, the first question relates to our guest from last Thursday, Coach Doggett. She asked, what was our favorite Coach Doggett or DECA memory? Uh, and you guys can obviously answer if you have any uh, memories of Coach Doggett. So I'll let you start off, Rhodes, with your favorite memory of Doggett. All right. So my favorite Doggett memory would be, I think, the night of the first Clemson-Alabama National Championship football game. Um, I went out to uh, watch the game with him uh, as well as Nas and Coach Long, and they were uh, all three coaching wrestling together at the time. Uh, something came up during the game that he made a bet about, and basically the stakes of the bet for him would be that he'd have to take care of a parrot. He'd have to buy a parrot and just have the parrot. Uh, and I remember looking it up afterwards and seeing that like parrots live like for a very, very long time, and that like the cost of a parrot to take care of it for years is like $4,000. And just that, that just today to this day remains the most insane stakes for a bet I've ever actually seen someone do. Um, I think he lost the bet and didn't end up buying a parrot, obviously. Otherwise, you know, he'd be perched on his shoulder every day at school. Uh, but it's just, that was just the dumbest bet I've ever seen anyone make. Like the saying that they'd buy a parrot if they lost <laughs> it. Uh, so I think that's definitely my favorite Coach Dockett memory. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll follow that up with, with my favorite memory, which may may or may not be a little bit inappropriate for the the podcast but that's okay we'll see how it goes and you guys can uh can judge it yourself but i have um, been button ready in case you start getting too uh too, too oh risky. no it's 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 not that bad I'll, I'll keep it pg for the audience okay uh but uh doggett really loves music bingo for anybody that doesn't know doggett uh if you're a student in one of his classes he's probably done a music bingo like, you know, extra credit assignment or, you know, whatever. But uh, we went and did a music bingo one night, and I won't specify where, but uh, it used to be like a weekly thing that we used to do. And there was this one night where uh, we were doing music bingo. There wasn't a lot of people, but Doggett was like getting really competitive, getting really into the game. And he's like, bingo. And at the exact same time that he walks up there, because Doggett gets, like, really confident and kind of cocky when he's, you know, winning stuff, these two other women, like, put their hands up, bingo, you know, in unison. So it's like, bingo, bingo, bingo. So all three of these these people go up, Doggett and the two women go up, and the, the DJ was like, you guys need to do a dance-off. Whoever does the dance-off the best will win the Music Bingo Award or the, the reward that he was giving out for that round. So all of a sudden he drops the, the music, drops the beat, and then all of a sudden you see Doggett getting sandwiched by these two women, and they did this dance-off for like 45 seconds, and I've never seen Doggett break it down so well. It was, it was, it was something to behold, watching him dance-off to win like a $10 gift certificate. It was great. So that is my favorite Doggett memory for did sure. He, did he win the dance off? Uh, yeah, he definitely won the dance. And I don't even think it was like he danced better than the two women. I just think that everybody else that was cheering for the dance off was just going because everybody, everybody knows Doggett. I don't know how it is. Like the students sing happy birthday to him. When you go out to these, these establishments with Doggett, somehow all the, all the people know who he is. You know, the, the waitresses, the waiters, they all know who Doggett is. So everybody was just cheering for Doggett. And he obviously won. Okay. Great memory. Uh, Sam Blake, do you guys have any Doggett uh, memories or stories? Uh, I don't really know Doggett personally, but he just seems like he's the epitome of 
just what Holly Springs is. <laughs> just the the epitome of Holly Springs, basically. He's great guy. Good word. I would would just say, like, I would sometimes see him in the hall, and whenever Trevor Sheehan is around him, something stupid is happening. Like, something dumb is happening. One of them's yelling, and it's just that, I don't know, that stuff was just funny. Whatever whatever happened between them, it was somehow funny. You know, I I can picture Daga doing that. I can't really picture Trevor being a part of that. That's just kind of difficult for me to picture. So our second question from Caitlin is, in her words, again, like a 2 a.m. idea for a Pop-Tart draft. Uh, sorry, Caitlin, I vetoed the idea of doing a draft since I'm literally only familiar with one flavor of Pop-Tart, brown sugar cinnamon. Uh, that's the be-all, end-all flavor for me. I don't mess with the fruit flavors. I also don't toast them. I just, like, eat them in the car on the go. That's, that's the end of my power rankings. Like, brown sugar cinnamon, not toasted. Uh, what about you guys? How do you guys – what are your Pop-Tart power rankings? You gotta, you gotta try hot fuzz Sunday. That's that's my go-to nonstop. Hot do you toast it, or is it? Do you also eat it raw? Uh, if I have the time, I'll I'll try to toast it. If I'm on the go, I'll just I'll just eat it eat it raw. But there's not much difference. It's it's the best in my opinion. I've never actually seen a toasted pop tart in my life, nor have I tried one. Like I don't know. I just like I'm a strawberry guy and a brown sugar cinnamon guy. But I just unwrap them and I just eat both of them at the same time without like, I feel like like toast them is that extra step that doesn't need to happen. I feel like they're good either way. So why, why toast it when it's good, not toasted? I agree. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't realize that we were eating sushi um, in this, <laughs> this segment, but uh, you guys definitely touched on the the brown sugar and the strawberry. Um, the other two flavors that I really like are chocolate chip cookie dough. I love cookie dough anything, but chocolate chip cookie dough, cookie dough is definitely a go-to. And chocolate fudge. I, I don't know what it is, but like chocolate fudge is just fantastic, delicious. And I'm not a big person that, or a big uh, chocolate lover, but chocolate fudge brownie or chocolate fudge uh, pop tarts are fantastic. I had no mm-hmm. idea how many like candy flavors of pop tarts or so many like dessert pop tarts. I'm I'm learning a lot. Rhodes, when you eat them, do you eat them both like together or do you just eat one at a time? I eat one at a time, and what I do is I actually eat around the edges first to get the part that doesn't have the filling in it. So like I eat the entire outside first, <laughs> and then I eat. <laughs> Sam's face. God, you have to you have to like take a screenshot of Sam's face right there and put it on the Twitter or Instagram post. The one at a time thing. So I get made fun of. I'm pretty sure Caitlin's the one who started making fun of me for it. <laughs> eating both at a time. I just thought that was normal to eat both at the same time, but I guess not. But the around the edges thing, that's that's I don't know about that Rhodes. I don't yeah. I gotta Rhodes, I can break mine in half and then eat it from the middle. That's that's how I do mine. I do little I do like little pieces. Like tear off little pieces instead of a half, just because I want to enjoy it longer. But roads, like, don't eat cereal with milk. And now you eat around Whoa. the pop tart. Oh, Time out. What do you eat cereal <laughs> with? Water. I, I also eat cereal with <laughs> raw. <laughs> raw yeah, pop was, tarts, yeah. Raw cereal. I'm I'm on the raw diet. You really you really need to listen to these podcasts, Sam, because he has a lot of hot takes that just really alienate people. I've I've listened to I think three by now, but I might have to I might have to start listening to them again. I might have to catch up. Yeah, but we do, we do appreciate you going back and listening. So since we have two certified rocket surgeons joining us today, 
we figured we would do some classic high school trivia up next. And we are back with some high school trivia. You know, in honor of the NFL draft, we thought about trying to give everybody a wonderlick test, but those are multiple choice that doesn't really translate very well to a podcast format. So instead, we're going to play a trivia. We have five different categories, science, U.S. history, math, Shakespeare trivia, and sports. Each contestant will answer one question in each of the five categories, and then we'll get a chance to answer one bonus question in a category of their choosing. Uh, the person that's in last place after five rounds will get to go first. We will start off with our challengers, uh, Blake and Sam, and then we'll finish off with Coach Will. All right, so Blake, first question in the science round is for you. All right. What is the first element on the periodic table of elements? Uh, I believe that would be hydrogen. That is correct. Hydrogen. Solid job. Miss Aguirre would be proud of me. Hydrogen. Very good. Uh, I believe that hydrogen is a part of water. Is that correct? That is correct. H2O. No bonus points for that, but still very impressive you know that. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Sam, your question is, what was the most famous species or animal studied by Charles Darwin? Oh, uh, he studied uh, both, like, he studied turtles, like tortoises, um, on different islands and how their shells were different. And I believe he also studied birds. You know what? We will take that answer. Uh, Finches was the answer we're looking for, and that was a more complete answer that's teaching our audience a lot. Uh, so we'll give you that answer, too. All right, Will, your science question. Great. What, <laughs> what is the 37th element on the periodic table of elements? The 37th? I'm kidding. That's a joke. It's not, not the actual question. All right. You're, you're <laughs> I, didn't even know, I didn't even know the first uh, element on the periodic table, let alone the 37th. Come on, dude. All right. Your question is, uh, and I bet Sam knows this from all his anatomy studying, uh, what is the largest bone in the human body? The largest bone in the human body, I believe, is the femur. Sam, is he right? Uh, yeah, I believe it's. A, I know it's the strongest. So I'm, I'm assuming it's the like the biggest also. That is correct. Uh, the femur is the largest bone in the human body. We are tied up at one. So you guys don't know this yet, but if Will wins this trivia, he actually becomes the class of 2020 valedictorian. Uh, so he's, <laughs> it's like a challenge. So he actually gets the, gets the valedictorian honors. He's going to put that in his school email signature. So you guys better actually, <laughs> you guys need to hold him off here. It'll be, the it'll be the first time I've ever won like an academic award ever. So I appreciate the, uh, the confidence building. <laughs> All right, Blake, we are on, on to round two. U.S. history. Your question is, who was president at the start of the Great Depression? Uh, I believe that was FDR. That is incorrect. FDR oh, yeah. took over four years into the Great Depression. The president yeah. was Herbert Hoover. I knew it as soon as I said it, yeah. Yes, uh, Hoover was not able to vacuum up all the unemployed. Never mind, that doesn't work. Uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> Sam, 
here's your question, which I know you should know after taking civics last semester. How many electors make up the electoral college? Like how many electoral votes are there? Oh, I know that it's either in the 400s or the 500s. And I know it's between like 60 and 80. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say 538. That is correct. <laughs> Seemed like you pulled that one out of nowhere, and that is the correct answer. 538. Solid job. Yes. I didn't. I love. I love that you said between. 400 and 500 and then you said 60 and 80. That was, no, that was so that I was I was going to guess like I was going to guess like I was thinking 400 or 500 and then I was like it's probably 500. That makes more sense. And then I was going to guess 400 and like 62, but at the last second I was like no, nah, I'm just going to say a random number because I really don't know. So that was actually like a leap of faith. That was, you went from 62 to 38. That's blessed. impressive. Someone just blessed my heart. That was incredible job guessing there. Uh, all right, Will, the last question of the round goes to you. In what city was JFK shot? Uh, definitely Texas. Um, I'm going to go with Dallas. Dallas is correct. Uh, JFK was shot in Dallas. So after two rounds, our score, Will and Sam, Coach Will and Sam tied with two. Blake has one point. Round three is going to be math. First question goes to Blake. How many digits of pi are there? Um, I believe it's, there's infinite numbers. That is correct. That's the right answer. Infinite digits of pi. Uh, much like the amount of pi as many people are eating during this quarantine. The infinite. <laughs> Uh, Sam, your question. In a scalene triangle, how many sides have the same length? I'm going to say uh, none of them, right? Aren't they all different lengths? That is correct. None of them. We have two kind of trick questions there to start us off. Infinite and zero, both correct. In a scalene triangle, none of them have the same length. Uh, when I was doing this last night, that was my guess also, and I was super proud of myself for getting that right. So congratulations on that as well. Appreciate it. All right, Will, your question is, how many sides does a nonagon have? A what? <laughs> sides does a nonagon have? Like a, a nonagon? Like a triangle or a square. It's a type of shape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like an octagon. Uh, well, if an octagon had eight sides, uh, I'm going to go with nine. I've never heard of that specific shape. That is correct. A nonagon has wow. nine sides. Very okay. impressive. You guys, are, you guys are doing great so far. Uh, after three rounds, Coach Will and Sam each have three. Blake has two. Moving on to round four, Shakespeare trivia. Oh, goodness. Blake, your first question. In Shakespeare's famous play, Romeo and Juliet, who dies first, Romeo or Juliet? Okay. Um, so someone falls 
asleep and then someone else poisons themselves and then the other person stabs them and real quick real quick a little spoiler alert before this big time spoiler alert in case you're not familiar with romeo and juliet but yes you are describing the end of the plot <laughs> because you haven't gotten to to read it yet um i think oh, okay okay someone okay i think it's hmm. i think it's romeo i think he stabs himself first it could be wrong, correct romeo is our answer the Juliet pretends to be, I drink some potion to, to pretend to be dead. Romeo thinks she's actually dead, ends up killing himself. And then Juliet with the Oh Happy Dagger finishes that off as well. That's uh, right. All right, Sam, your question is, the incredible hit movie, 10 Things I Hate About You, is a modern day adaptation of what Shakespearean play? Uh, what is it? Is it on Netflix? Like what? <laughs> I've never heard of this. Uh, it stars Heath Ledger. Um, and Julia Stiles, right? Julia, Julia Stiles, Stiles, yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, so it's, it's not gonna be Romeo and Juliet, I feel like. I feel like that's too easy of an answer. So I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with Othello. Othello is not the correct answer. The answer is Taming of the Shrew. Yeah, I've never heard of the answer you just provided, but I would have guessed Othello as well, Sam. So don't feel bad. All right, that's, that's a tough question then. Uh, well, you have a chance to take the lead here going into the end of round four. Not going to happen, but okay. The trivia question is, is what type of poem is Shakespeare famous for writing 154 of? Sonnets. Correct. After four rounds, Coach Will's taking the lead. He has... Four points, Sam and Blake, each with three. Oh, we are moving on to, we have two rounds left, the sports round and the you know, grab bag round. For sports, Blake, your question for sports is, before Barry Bonds broke the all-time home run record, who was the all-time home run champion? Hmm. Well, I'm not a baseball guru like Sam, so I'm going to have to think about this. Barry Bonds, hmm. I don't know what it is either. I'm going to be honest. I have two guesses, but I, I don't know what it is. What? Unbelievable, Sam. Come on, man. Uh, I'm going to go with the name that kind of sound that I, I know is famous. I'm going to go with like Sammy Sosa. I think it's, that's his name. It's probably wrong. but Sammy Sosa is not correct. Uh, yeah. Sam, what were your two guesses? I was going to guess Hank Aaron or... Um, Hank Aaron's right. Hank Aaron's the right answer. So... Hank Aaron was the all-time home run champ before Barry Bonds broke his record. Sam, here is your question. Who is the NBA's all-time leading scorer? Oh, I don't want to be wrong. Like, I, 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 a name popped into my mind, but I really don't want to be wrong here. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going I'm to think about it. Don't think too long. You're right. I shouldn't think too long. I'm going to say Kareem. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is correct. The NBA all-time leading scorer. Well, here's your question. Two teams have lost the Super Bowl five times. Name one of those two teams. Have lost the Super Bowl five times? Yes, two teams have lost the Super Bowl five times. Name one of those two teams. I'm going to go out on a limb and say a team that I know for a fact has lost four because they lost four in a row, and that is the Buffalo Bills. That is 
Incorrect. The Bills have oh, lost four. The Bills and Vikings have each lost four Super Bowls, and the teams that have oh. lost five. Any guesses from anybody else? Uh, I'll give me the Giants. The Broncos and the Patriots have each lost five Super Bowls. Tom Brady's lost three, and the Patriots also lost one in the 80s, one in the 90s, and the Broncos have lost five. Yeah. Well, All right. at, least, at least I had a good educated guess. I, I, I'm okay yeah. with that. So after five rounds, our score, Coach Will and Sam each have four. Blake has three. We're going into our grab bag round here. You can pick categories you've done so far, all right? So science, U.S. history, math, Shakespeare trivia, sports. However, there's only one question remaining in each of those categories. So once somebody picks that, then that, that category is closed. Uh, Blake, what category do you want your final question to be from? Uh, my brain's in the sports mode because I watched the Jordan documentary last night. So let's go with sports. Okay. What college basketball team has the most national titles? What men's college basketball team has the most national championships? I believe that's UCLA. That is correct. UCLA is the correct answer. They have a lot. That's about <laughs> eight in a row. Uh, they won a lot. Uh, all right, Sam, what category do you want? So you have the, the first four, Shakespeare trivia, math, U.S. history, and science. Uh, can I, can I give – Coach Will, the uh, the honor of going before me. You know what? Sure, we, we can do that. So I have I have the option to choose math, science, history, or Shakespeare. Yes. Okay, so Shakespeare definitely not. So go ahead and cross that off the list. And I don't think okay. Sam's going to go Shakespeare either. It's crossed. Um, so math, science, or history. I'm trying to think of like what Sam would be best at, and I feel like. The one that I might be able to answer as well would be the math question because I'm not good at science. So I'm going to go with math just because I think it might be a one I can steal from Sam. Your math question is, how many prime numbers are there that are less than 20? Oh, my God. Less than 20 prime numbers? Yes. Oh God, I don't, I completely have forgotten what a prime number is. So don't don't hate me, please, all of you listeners. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna split it right down the middle because I really don't know the answer. Cut it in half. I'm gonna go with ten. I I honestly forgot what a prime number was. I know that sounds really bad, but whatever. So a prime number is a number that's divisible by only itself and one. In less than 20, there are eight prime numbers. Two, three, five, seven, 11, 13, 17, and 19. So that answer is incorrect. Eight prime numbers. All right, Sam, this is for the championship. Otherwise, we'll have a three-way tie going into our bonus uh, extra round, which I only prepared for a two-way tie. So that would be unfortunate. <laughs> uh, so Sam. Science, U.S. history, or Shakespeare? Gotta go science. Science question is, what planet has the most moons? Oh, wow. That's, that's tough, man. That's tough. Um, I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Jupiter. Mm. And you are our trivia champion. Jupiter has the most moons. Congratulations. 
Hey, I was thinking it was Saturn. Like I was, I was gonna say Saturn, but then I, I just didn't. I don't know why. Your your last second gut guesses are just un- unbelievable. Dave, I've gotten lucky today, man. I've gotten lucky. Yeah, hopefully you fly the planes with a little bit more precision than you guess in trivia. But uh, it's whatever. <laughs> the result. Let us hope. Let us hope. Uh, Sam, unfortunately, you have robbed Coach Will of the opportunity to be valedictorian for the class of 2020. Uh, sorry. I know this is your big shot to get it. Considering like going into the game, I, I felt like it, I, I couldn't even master are you smarter than a fifth grader. The, the fact that I was able to, to get four questions correct, I, I feel pretty, uh, pretty impressed with myself. So I'm okay with uh, handing over the uh, championship to Sam for today's, uh, today's game. It's not – I don't think – I'm pretty sure Blake is, actually, though. I'm about, I'm about <laughs> 90% sure Blake's the actual valedictorian. In, in real life, yes. Yeah. 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 We'll, we'll give you credit for that. Uh, and I believe this is the second tennis player valedictorian we've had in the last four years. So not to, not to throw any shade uh, against any other sports, but we have the smartest sport. You, you have the smartest individual, but I think soccer has the smartest collection of uh, individuals. So I'll take the collection over the uh, top dog. I've had a lot of soccer players in class. I don't know if that's correct. Dude, I'm telling you right now, I'm Wes, kidding, I'm, I'm kidding. MK, Nolan, <laughs> K, Jake, they're all, they're all up there, man. They're, yeah. they're crazy smart. Well, they're tennis player this year, so. They're book smart. That, that's true we, we had to out for our tennis team gpa also we appreciate you guys coming on today uh thanks that was we, we had fun i uh, hope that we're able to break up some of the you know six to eight hours a day you guys are spending studying as well so we, we hope that you we provide a nice study break for you <laughs> thanks for having us yeah i had a blast guys had a blast appreciate it guys yesterday i thought i dipped my tortilla chip into a bowl of cheese sauce but it turned out to be honey mustard it was a case of mistaken identity if you want to hear all of our takes about chips and hopefully fewer jokes about them, stick around for our chip draft next. These days, everyone is doing delivery boxes, meal delivery kits, clothes, healthy snacks, pretty much everything you can think of. What's the only thing that you don't have access to right now? Teachers. Well, that has all changed. If you sign up for our teaching supply delivery kit, you'll have everything to bore and annoy the child in your life. From a book of great teachers saying such as, the bell doesn't dismiss you, I do. And pay attention, this will be on the test. To important teacher supplies such as a PBS documentary from 2006 and a bathroom pass that has been peed on no less than 200 times. Our teacher supply delivery kit will make everyone feel like they're back in school. Email us now and you can have your first one at 50% off the regular price of $100. Call now, limited supply. We are back for our chip draft. I guess I can start trying again since I know that people won't just vote for me no matter what type of team I pick. Today, we are drafting chips, and I have the first pick. Going into the draft, I really wanted to, to think about uh, what are like the best flavors that you know, I've grown up enjoying and the, the best type of chips. Um, so I'm interested to see where your, your head's at with these these types of chips. Um, but the, the one that I'm going to start off with, and this is just a simple flavor. It's a 
you know, nostalgic chip that I think everybody would like. Uh, I'm going to go with Doritos nacho cheese. So for, I think, uh, elementary school me, that would be my favorite type of chip uh, is nacho cheese Doritos. Uh, I, like, I don't eat a lot of chips now. And if I do, I try to get like the 65% less fat chips. Like I try to eat a little bit healthier, but I, I went into it like if I was elementary, middle school me, maybe high school me, who could eat whatever and work out whatever, um, that was just like a basic chip that I, I would go to. Now, I, I have some other ones. I don't want to, you know, hint at them too much because I don't want you to steal them. But that was kind of the, the initial thought process, which is like, what's the, the chip that everybody probably ate at some point when, you know, they were alive, right? So. Solid one. My first chip is number one on my board uh, by a long shot, and that's Flaming Hot Cheetos. Uh, my absolute favorite. I love them so much. Uh, in middle school, uh, sorry, parents, if you're listening to this, I think I got like $6 a week to like spend on food at school or like the one or two days a week my parents didn't give me lunch. Uh, and I'd probably spend like half of that just on a giant bag of spicy Cheetos. Like some days that would be my lunch. Uh, and I still can just eat entire bags of it. I love Flaming Hot Cheetos, which is funny because I don't think I've eaten a regular Cheeto in like 15 years. Uh, dude, that was that was number two on my board. You you definitely stole it. I have hopefully a different chip that's got the the spiciness to it, but uh, that that was definitely a, a a gut punch. Yeah. So my second pick is about the exact opposite of flaming hot Cheetos. It's a super bland chip, and that's just going to be like regular Tostitos tortilla chips. Uh, they're just super versatile. You can for dipping. I love dipping stuff. Uh, I love making nachos, as you heard last Thursday, and that's what I use for nachos. Either the scoops or like the little circle rounds. They're they're the exact same flavor, so I, I think we'll you know can count both of those things. But regular Tostitos chips, like it's the the classic Mexican food you know chip of choice. I'm actually shocked that I didn't even think about having those types of chips in my draft. And I eat a lot more chips and salsa now, especially I love making guac, like homemade guac. Uh, so I'm, I'm actually a little bit upset with myself that I didn't put uh, that on the draft board. But luckily, that means I can get two that were on my draft board. So I'm hoping that these next two picks are legitimate. Um, so my, the second pick I'm going to go with, and, and this is another going back to my earlier days in life. Uh, this was another basic chip that I, I was a go to for me. Not the, the spiciness like we, we talked about with the Cheetos but kind of that tangy barbecue flavor. So I'm going to go with Lay's barbecue chips. Yeah, that's a, that's a good pick. Lay's barbecue are a classic. Uh, if those are ever like, out, like a cookout you go to, uh, those are just the, the must grab and put on your plate. And the, the third chip that I'm going to go with, it's actually something that my roommate eats a lot of, and I've kind of gotten addicted to it. And, and this is going to be my competitive chip choice for your spicy Cheetos. And that is Takis. Um, yeah, I have seen kids eat Takis. I feel like I've tried one or two like in my life. I've never really like sat down and eaten a bag of Takis before. Yeah, they're, they've got the crunch similar to the, the Flaming Hot uh, Cheetos. And if you get the Fuego flavored ones, they, they definitely pack a nice little bite. They are. Whatever the Spanish word for fire is, I'm sure is what would describe those chips as well. So my, I got my last two picks. My next pick, uh, this is a tough one, trying to figure out what flavor of salt and vinegar chips I want. 
uh, I'm actually, I actually thought about going like double salt and vinegar, but I thought that might be a little bit too much. Uh, but I'm going to go, with, I think the best type of salt and vinegar chips and that's Boulder chips, salt and vinegar. Uh, I'm from Boulder. These chips are actually available like nationally. I don't know if they're still always around stores here, but you can sometimes find them in stores here in the triangle. Uh, that'd be the Boulder salt and vinegar chips. Have you ever had Boulder chips before? I've never heard of those chips ever. And I'm not a big salt and vinegar person, like never have been. So you could have had any single flavor that you wanted or any type of brand all there. for you. So my runner up salt and vinegar chips were pop chips, which are theoretically supposed to be healthy. Uh, like Claire used to get those all the time and oh my God, those were so good. Uh, and since they were like healthier and like lighter, you could just eat a whole bag incredibly easily. Uh, we actually we stopped buying them just because like they did not last in our house more than like two hours. I don't think if you eat an entire bag of less fat potato chips that it ends up being that healthy, but at least you have the perception that it's healthy for you. Yeah. So I got a lot of possibilities here for my last pick, a lot of different flavor profiles to go with. Um, but I'm going to kind of go with a different brand of a chip you've already picked, and I'm going to pick uh, Lay's Classic Original. Um, just the, the classic, you know, potato chip. Uh, I think with that, with that, the Cheetos, got a lot of different type of flavors there. I think that really rounds out my team. Very, very solid choice. That is a basic chip that is, as you would say, versatile. You can pretty much eat it with at any meal. Um, so I, I definitely think that's a good final pick to your draft board. Um, I, I'm, I'm really struggling between two. And I, I don't know which way to go. Um, I, I have another, like, big time brand basic chip in my mind but i also want to go more so like what i enjoy and see how this this impacts my draft so i'm going to go with my favorite flavor of cheez-its and i i don't know if if cheez-its technically can be used in the in the draft i'll, I'll let you make that clarification i'm fine with that i i yeah i'm good with that people people okay. use crackers like chips sometimes Okay, because, you know, when you go to a vending machine, you always have Cheez-Its in there. But um, I'm not a basic Cheez-It guy. Uh, I like the hot and spicy one. But my favorite type of Cheez-It is the Zesty Cheddar Ranch Grooves. Those are my favorite Cheez-Its that are available to buy. And that's going to be my fourth pick for our draft. Uh can't say I've ever had those before. Uh, I think I guess we each have one of those on our, on our list. Uh, but, yeah, it's... You know, cheese cheese are good, so I can see those being pretty tasty. You can't go wrong with a very good cheese. That, that's just my my thought, my general thought. Yeah. So it looks like we have you know pretty pretty even draft. Where I know you like to compare like stuff that's pretty similar. Uh, we each have a spicy chip. We each have a flavor of Lay's. Uh, you know, so I think that's this should be an interesting draft. I I hope that the fact that our kids skip our classes to go to the vending machine and buy chips in the middle of the day all day, every day for 180 days. I, I hope this this draft really connects with our, our listener base and they they come back and vote. Yes, I, I definitely hope the kids that don't bother to stay in our class are the ones that are definitely listening to our podcast too. The ones that, <laughs> that seems very likely to be our target audience. Everybody does it, man. It doesn't matter whether it's a student that stays in our class for 125 minutes or one that stays in there for five. I, I think they all like chips, and they all will have an opinion about this chip draft. Fair enough. Uh, hopefully that's true.
Uh, our next episode is going to be coming up Thursday. Again, make sure to email, tweet, uh, Instagram message, everything with us at marketing underscore HSHS. You can also reach us via email. Uh, you know, if April showers bring May flowers, hopefully April social distancing brings us closer to being together at some point this summer. We appreciate everybody listening. Definitely come back and listen to us on Thursday.